You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Hey, everybody. Hey, Matt. Hey, 2M Nation. Mike here. Hi, Mike. Hey, Matt. Here we are. (laughs) Another episode of the 2M Football Show. Still on the air and not canceled. I feel like this should be a record. What is this episode like 17 now or something? No, it's so many, but yet it, we're still so young. We're just an infant podcast. And yet I feel like we're just learning how to crawl and still screwing everything up. Yeah, we're having fun though. We are. I'm having fun. Oh, you had fun this week. Actually, I don't know. This is a, this was a rough one, honestly, this for a, a lot bad of reasons. week. <laughs> a lot of reasons. Uh, before we get into that, how was your Halloween, Matt? I know we talked about it a little bit. Did you uh, last week with Nick? Did you succeed in your your trick or treating at the <laughs> Walgreens? <laughs> uh, I trick or treated at my desk at work. Okay, was it stocked with candies? It was. We had lots of candy on hand. Very nice. And somebody brought in bunt cakes from Nothing Bunt Cake. Oh my gosh, I love that place. And dangerously enough, I ate like four of them and never told anybody. <laughs> So that, 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 that's a little secret there. That does sound dangerous. Hopefully no one you work with listens to this. I can't promise that actually. <laughs> really? Well, that makes me, that's, uh, that's good and bad news, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're listening, you heard nothing. I'll find you and I will kill you. <laughs> How did your uh, trick or treat with the kiddos go? Uh, we didn't trick or treat, just stayed at the house, but we ate a lot of candy. So there was that. They enjoyed that, as did I. The room and had them knock on different doors. No. Uh, oh, come on now! You could have put like a bucket in each like room and like went around to the different rooms and gave them the so, experience. There was a brief uh, scavenger hunt for pumpkin filled or for uh, pumpkin themed bags filled with candy out in the yard. Since it ended up being nice here, uh, relatively <laughs> weather wise in Chicago. Okay, well, up here in the northern border, we had snow and rain, and it was that's too bad. Yeah, Sorry to hear that. You know, you can, you can, you can bite me. Well, speaking of spooky and horrific, how about the how about these <laughs> football games? <laughs> I have no words to describe this week other than what? Exactly. Yeah, this was just uh, one of those weeks that. Makes you kind of question everything that we thought we learned from weeks one to seven. I feel like we've said that two or three times. I mean, you you get a few throughout the season, right? Like two last week or two weeks ago um, was almost perfect. I was, can't say for you, I guess. I was almost perfect in pigskin pick'em. And I thought I had everything figured out. (laughs) And then this week came along and destroyed that notion. Yeah, Um, more injuries. Yeah. More upsets. More disappointments. A lot of disappointment. Well, I guess it was a mixed bag. Kind of like when you open like a Russell Stouffer's box of chocolates, you get the really good ones and you get the ones filled with toothpaste. <laughs> yep. What was it? Uh, what's the quote from? Is it Forrest Gump? That would be Forrest Gump, but I didn't want to screw up the quote, so I'm not responsible for that. Life is, I'm not going to do the accent, but life is like a box of chocolates. You know, a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. What you going to get. Just like any given week in the NFL. So let's get into the week eight recap. Uh ended up we ended up both salvaging our pick'em game uh weeks with the the late and primetime games. I think we all we both picked correctly. And we ended up getting eight out of the fourteen games. Both we we tied on the week. So. That's above fifty percent. That's like fifty-four percent. I think um I think most of our losses came in the the early slate of games, just were absolutely crazy. Uh, but we both lost an eliminator. You so have first, one more eliminator than me. I know because first eliminator lost, I've won. Because yours was on Thursday night, so we were briefly tied, and I was like, "Okay, great. All I need." Because you had picked uh, Carolina. Carolina, and they ended up losing somehow. One of the upsets of the week, and uh, and then I thought, "Oh, great! Now I just need Tennessee to take care of business against the Bengals." <laughs> what happened? They got blown out. I don't know. I can't explain it. It's crazy stuff. Joe Burrow's the real deal. But and uh in the end, 
I am once again down by one in pick them or in eliminator since I have lost twice and now you've only had one your one loss. And that wasn't or those weren't the only upsets of the week. Probably oh, the crazier. Probably the craziest one was the Dolphins uh, beating the Rams, and, which I have some I know notes on. You're going to hear this. You can suck it, okay? Because he's the one who picked the Dolphins, saying, "Oh, it's two a time," and we're both like, "Not against that Rams defense." Oh, no, Nick, against, yeah, yeah. <laughs> against the Rams defense, Tua showed up, albeit it was more of the Dolphins defense that shut down the Rams offense. That's right, they what didn't impress me more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I have some notes on that game. They didn't ask Tua to do much in the end, and he didn't need to. But uh, yeah, it. that was pretty surprising. Uh, the Vikings beating the Packers. Yeah, I uh, think we've cracked the Packers defense formula. Just run the football. Yeah, I think so. Uh, they have learned nothing, apparently, from last season and the way that NFC, their season ended in the NFC Championship game. Mike Pett needs to be fired. <laughs> uh, as we already mentioned, the Bengals beat the Titans, and then uh, the Steelers beat the Ravens, which was only a small upset, but the Ravens were favored in this game. Uh, and that was another one that we should talk about a little bit. And, and we will in a minute. But first things first, let's give the update on our, our playoff sleeper picks. Matt, your uh, Cowboys played uh, the Eagles on, uh, I think it was Sunday night football. This game made me very confused about this Dallas team out of nowhere. On a game that I thought the Eagles were going to happily hand the Dallas's butt on a silver platter, the defense showed up. Eight weeks into the season, the defense decides, oh, crap, we need to play football. (laughs) And I pitched to you a very interesting question. Is it the fact that the Eagles are just as bad as we think and just happen to make the Dallas defense look good? Or have we been sleeping on this Dallas defense and they've just had a series of unfortunate luck after Dak went down? Maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. Because, yeah, you're right. They completely flipped the the script of – in this game. Of course, part of that was due to uh, Dalton missing this game with a concussion. So the, the quarterbacking the team was uh, rookie Ben DiNucci. Um, so they didn't get much done at all on offense. But yeah, the defense looked great. They forced four turnovers off Carson Wentz. Uh, two interceptions and two fumbles. They, they got pressure uh, for with the defensive front early and often. Um, and I was just... I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like in a game that I was like, man, I don't even want to watch this game. Like this is going to be just a poor performance after the whole way the team reacted to Dalton taking that nasty hit. Right. I was like, Dallas has given up. And apparently the defense turned around and said, not yet. Well, and your I- prove it player, Leighton Vander Esch has been out with injury for a while. I don't know if this was his first game back, but it's it was one of his only it was appearances. His first full game back, okay. I'm pretty sure. I think he played a few. He was limited on snaps last week. Okay. Or he was active, but he didn't play. Well, he had one of the uh, strip sacks of Wentz, and and he was he looked very disruptive on that defensive front. He was needed, but also there was another pivotal player back in the Dallas defense. Sean Lee played. Right. So having Lee and Vanderesh back to bite, beef up that linebacking line to reinforce the uh, the front three there really helps this defense. Really showing I'm not I'm still concerned about the secondary. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but that front seven is much more solidified. Albeit against a a offensive line for Philly right. that was missing Lane Johnson. Right. Yeah, they're banged up too. Are the Eagles? Um, but. The one thing I'll say about the Dallas secondary is they've got some young guys playing there too, and I think the rookie Diggs made both interceptions. So yes, he, he maybe picks on the day to really cement his mark. Yeah, so maybe he's starting to turn the corner. It's something we talked about in the offseason uh, with some of your prove-it players being rookie corners is that they're going to take some time to acclimate to the NFL. And, you know, we're over halfway – or we're yeah, we're just about at the halfway point of the season now, so maybe we'll start to see that a little bit more. Can't say the same for some of our private players, but that's fine. Yeah, that's why I've been mostly leaving them out of the updates lately. <laughs> Andrew Thomas failed as a as a as a as a tackle, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, it, uh, Dallas actually led at halftime of this game, nine to seven, uh, getting those nine points directly from three Carson Wentz turnovers. But uh, that that was all they couldn't get anything else going on offense, and and uh, Philly did get things going. 
just enough in the second half. Actually, they got a defensive touchdown too. Uh, to take the win, twenty-three to nine. And I and, don't want to. Uh, I don't want to take away from Danucci's start against this defense. If anything, for Philly deserves credit. It has been the defensive side of the ball. They're a lot more stingy than people give them credit for. Yeah, uh, they look good here. We'll see if they can keep we, it going. We talk about the offense all the time and how banged up they are and how they're starting to get playmakers back. Dallas Goddard was back. Um, Jalen yeah. Rager was active. Yep. Um, Alshon Jeffrey's going to be coming back. So, you know, we're about to see potentially this Eagles team turn the corner in their season two in an albeit horrendous NFC East division. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all in all, my Cowboys fell to uh, two and six. But I had some – I have a smidge of hope coming back that the defense may be able to start playing as long as everyone stays healthy. Sean Lee, I give him two weeks and I'll have a hamstring issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Mike, uh you you one of your sleeper teams just had the most incredible week ever. Well, the Cardinals were on a bye, which by definition was a better week than the Chargers had. Well, that's why it's <laughs> an incredible week of hopefully it was incredible. I didn't have to worry about them, didn't stress out at all about the Cardinals this week. <laughs> this week. Uh which I guess leads us begrudgingly on my part into our chargers broncos recap of course the chargers uh being my sleeper pick and the broncos being yours and uh, mike try not to sound too depressed here this was our first week uh single week jello bet as well on this game ironically it also goes hand in hand with our season long yeah but you wouldn't bet me on that jerk <laughs> what i i we do and it's up on my board whoever finishes higher in the division wins in the long term Oh, oh! I thought you meant our fantasy matchup this past week. Uh, no, because as I, we'll get to that. <laughs> so yeah, first, Chargers at Broncos. This was a good game, just objective. If you were watching and you didn't care who won, this was a very entertaining game. I want to say all bets and fantasy and picks aside, this game turned out to be much more entertaining than I really thought, especially at the by the by the halfway point. Yeah, it it, and I even trash talked you a little bit too early here uh, because the Chargers got up to a twenty-four to three lead halfway through the third quarter. What was Looked your like comment? It, what did you say to me? I believe it was something along the lines of, "So, Matt, what's your favorite flavor, Jello?" And do you remember my <laughs> remark? No, it was, was it? My, it was comeback victory. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That is true. That's what you said. I was like, okay, Matt. <laughs> I can only but, imagine what you weren't texting, but what you were mumbling as I said that. <laughs> Something that I also can't repeat here. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Chargers looked so good in the first half. The Chargers' defense only gave up sixty yards and only two rushing yards for Denver in the first half, uh, and that went along with three uh, three Justin Herbert passing touchdowns, and they were up twenty four to three. But then Philip Lindsay really got things going for Denver in the ground game. In the second half, he had a 55-yard touchdown run uh, that that made it a bit closer at 24 to 10. Would you and say then, if you had a pick? Would you say that that was kind of the, the the turning point in the game? Probably because Denver had done very little on offense up to that point. Because that's and, what a lot of people said, and I believe that's what really sparked mm-hmm. the the team as a whole for Denver. Not just the offense, but the defense seemed to tighten up a lot after that too. They sure did, yeah, and they were able to force some some turnovers, which one of the points I've made about Herbert the last few weeks is that he hasn't been making the mistakes that you're used to seeing from rookie quarterbacks, but uh, those <laughs> caught up to him a little bit in this game. He threw two interceptions, uh, one of which was especially costly, and it was in the end of the third, towards the end of the third quarter. I think it was on the very next drive after Denver uh, got that rushing touchdown to make it a two-touchdown game. So Chargers were driving again, trying to get that cushion back. <laughs> but um, he threw a, a bad interception deep in Denver territory at the end of the third quarter there, where they could have at least gotten a field goal to make it a three-score game again. But instead, uh, they turned the ball over to Denver. Um, just in general, too, he he missed some third down throws late in the game that forced them to settle for late field goals again instead of 
increasing the lead by enough. Uh, and then on the other end, we saw what we've been hoping kind of to see from Locke this year, see if he could make that next step and uh, in his first year as the full-time starter. I think and he had some... Biggest, Go ahead. I think the biggest question came down to, and I know this is kind of jumping towards the uh, the middle of the, the note scheme here. You can play well all game long, that's fine. But it's about crunch time and two-minute drills. Yep. And those seem to be what define... I don't, want to, I don't want to put Locke in the great quarterback category yet, but it really is what separates your great quarterbacks from your average quarterbacks. Your average quarterbacks can play great all game long and lose it in your two-minute drill when it, when it counts. Mm-hmm. Great quarterbacks can have their ups and downs throughout the game, but when it comes down to the crunch time, they're the ones that go out and win the football games. And I think this was a really, really good test of putting the pressure on lock and being like, here's your chance to perform. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Chargers were up 30 to 24 with, I think, under two minutes left when Denver got the ball back. And they had, so they're down by six. They need the touchdown. Uh, field goal does no good at this point. And Locke did. He drove him down the field. A uh, little bit of help from the Chargers being stupid. With penalties there was a fourth and four from the chargers 18 yard line uh where locks pass was incomplete but a pass interference flag gave them a new set of downs at the one i will then, admit questionable pass interference call <laughs> and then the final play of the game i think there was literally one second on the clock when they snapped this ball um from the one yard line drew lock took the snap rolled out to his right and found uh, rookie KJ Hamler open in the end zone for the game winning touchdown. Talk about tapping the sideline too. And yeah, it was so aggravating to watch too, because I think one referee came in uh, signaling incomplete pass and another came in and signaled touchdown. And of course it was obvious it was a touchdown. Once you looked at the slow motion replay, so I had the fantasy cast for our fantasy football league up and I'm watching the right hand side. Yeah. And I see touchdown, and they add points, and then I see play under review nullified, <laughs> and then I'm sitting here freaking out. Oh, and then me I too. That touch the play overturned or confirmed, and then it went back on the board. I was like, I don't know what just happened the past five minutes, but <laughs> I just had glitching motion possible run through me. Oh, me too. I was listening to the Chargers broadcast, uh, the radio broadcast, since the game wasn't on in our area. And and it was the worst because they got so excited because they saw the one ref. They're like, incomplete pass, game over. And then they're like, oh, wait, touchdown. Oh, wait, it's under review. Oh, yeah, touchdown. <laughs> but then when you go back, like, I guess from the camera angles, you couldn't really tell. But then when you go back and, like, watch watch it, it was like he was a good six, seven inches inside the boundary line. Yeah, it wasn't even that all that close when you looked. Um, so... Ah, uh, Broncos get the one point victory, thirty-one to thirty. Congrats! Hats off to you, I guess. <laughs> and uh, just this I fun like stat your, on the. I like your last notes here that the Broncos are now three and four, just third in the division, and the Chargers are two and five, sole possession of last. Well, because they were tied last week, you know, <laughs> or the other week. But the biggest meaning that this game has for Denver isn't just that they're now one game up over the Chargers. It's they're one game up and one game over in the division now. Yeah, they're right behind um, the Raiders now, who are just four and three. So they're right there and uh, definitely in the wild card hunt. So they, and they've won a couple of games in a row now, I think. So I think, I think lock being back is a, is a big benefit to this offense. For sure. Uh, the one one thing we didn't even talk about last week, and I honestly forgot about until I was watching the game, was the Melvin Gordon revenge game. But uh, like we said, it ended up being Philip Lindsay that really ran away with it. He looked really good. And a lot of people were worried about with bringing in Melvin Gordon when Lindsay has been a two year, thousand year, you know, thousand yard rusher. Is what was his production going to be like? Clearly not affected. <laughs> right. Uh, and then just a note on the Chargers. Man, this this would have been a good pick for most haunted franchises too. Last week for that segment we did, uh, because they've they've become known as this team that blows close games late for years now, and this year specifically, they're the first team to lose three games in a season in which they led by seventeen points or more since the two thousand three Falcons. And we're only halfway done. They could do this again. <laughs> this year. Oh, they will do it again. 
I think they probably will. And uh, we spent so much time in the offseason talking about getting rid of Philip Rivers and, and his late game miscues and how that was and a big part of it. Now the question is, was it ever really Rivers who did it or is it just the team? I, there's definitely more to it than just Rivers. Yeah. And if this continues, and because Herbert's playing well and he didn't, uh, the worst thing he did at the end of this game is they didn't get the touchdown. They just kicked another field goal. It's not like he threw a interception, though he did have one earlier in the game. So it wasn't exactly the same situation, but uh, same type of thing. And if if the players look like they're playing well, the next thing that's going to get looked at is the coaching because Lynn has been there a few years now, right? Yep. And uh, so, I don't know. And uh, the final bullet point here, my cast eat Jello. So stay tuned. I believe you said cherry Jello. Well, I was trying to be considerate to you since you had you were begrudgingly defeated and figure out what <laughs> flavor you wanted. And I figured the least worst of them was cherry. Well, let me. I'll, I'll when I whenever I go to the store to pick up this Jello, I'll let you know what flavors they have, and, <laughs> and we can you can pick from that spread. <laughs> Excellent. So, congrats to your Broncos. I that I I was this this game was soul crushing to me, and I really think it it crushed the Chargers' hopes of making the playoffs this year. But we'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong. You now know my pain with the Dallas Cowboys when you picked <laughs> on me at the beginning of the year saying, that's cheating for your sleeper pick. No, I think it's cheating for, you know, everything now because they're not going to make it. Yeah, I was wrong. I overestimated them. Well, I mean, obviously they've been hit with injuries worse than a lot of other teams. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on to a few other storylines of the week. Let me try to regain my mojo here because that game was just so draining to watch and, and even worse to relive <laughs> the last five minutes were the were the most exhausting <laughs> yeah. i was like in a tr- i snapped out of like a trance or something when that game finally ended and i looked around and like the kids were around me and i was in the family room with them i was like what just happened <laughs> <laughs> anyway we mentioned earlier the dolphins got a very surprising win over the rams in uh i'm gonna i'm gonna attempt to say it for the first time in Tua Tagovailoa's first start uh, and he, like we said in the beginning, he wasn't asked to do too much in this game. He did get his first touchdown, a short pass to Devontae Parker, but most of the points actually came from their defense and special teams. They, yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's what surprised me more was the Dolphins' defense stepped up. Yeah, how and, bad did Goff look in this game? We talked about Wentz having four turnovers against Dallas. Goff had four turner, turnovers of his own, uh, one of which was returned for a touchdown. Another of which was returned to as the Rams one yard line where they ran it in on the next play. So that was really the story of this game. The Dolphins scored all their points in the first half, I think, off of these turnovers. Yeah, I have no explanation for why the why the Rams just seemingly sputtered and just stopped. There but, was some interesting stuff that I was reading uh actually before the game that I, if I had been smart, I would have switched my pick. But remember the Super Bowl when the Patriots played the Rams this I think this might have been Sean McVay's first or second year and his his offense was just stunning the NFL and no one knew how to stop it but in that Super Bowl the Patriots did they held them to I think three points right you know who their defensive coordinator was in that game Brian Flores who is the Dolphins head coach head coach oh. so, so he's had a, a and th- that just blew my mind when I when I heard someone I else talking about those that. two things together. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize. So he's had experience, firsthand experience with shutting down this Rams offense. And uh, also the fact that the Dolphins were coming off a bye, Rams traveling across the country. I guess there were a couple signs you could have looked at, but still, I would have never <laughs> picked them to lose this game. And it wasn't necessary that I was challenging the Dolphins defense. I just didn't think the Dolphins offense would be able to stand up to the Rams defense, I never would have anticipated that the defense would have not only sputtered the Rams offense, but forced the type of turnovers that they were doing. It's one thing to hold your offense. It's another thing to force four turnovers. Right, right. They're making big plays. Uh, I don't know if it's, I mean, I don't know how long we can keep doubting the Dolphins if they keep winning games like this. This was impressive. I want to, I mean, looking at the division, there's only two teams that matter in that AFC East. Yeah, until the New England gets things figured out. Yeah, <laughs> right. When was the last time you said that? Um, and I feel like, if anything, this was a great confidence booster for, for Tua. Mm-hmm. 
keep the place right, simple, let the defense do the heavy lifting. And yeah. really, let's go back to the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning. That was not Peyton Manning's prime when they won the Super Bowl. Right. They yeah. went on the back of that defense that was just destructive and disruptive. Right. So they're actually following a a really good script here. Do what you need to get yourselves in the game and let the defense take over. Yeah. And I'm sure as the weeks go on and he gets more and more comfortable, they'll be able to open things up more on the offensive side too. But this was a great, great way to kind of ease him into things. Uh, next up. I don't really see? want to talk about this one. Oh, yeah, because of your trade that we, yeah. Well, the Seahawks, I'll, t- I'll talk about it very quickly. The Seahawks beat the 49ers 37 to 27. And once again, I, we talked about it earlier in the season with the 49ers just getting uh, ravaged by injuries. And it they got bit again really hard here with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, leaving with the ankle injury, the same ankle that he aggravated earlier in the season. High ankle and, sprain. Yep. And he's out, I think, six to eight weeks. George uh, and then Kittle George, George Kittle. Foot. Yep. Yep. He uh, will miss foot. at least the next six weeks, too. Tevin Coleman was in for his first game back. Uh, and then he hurt the same knee that that he had I injured previously. Coleman back with Atlanta, but this guy has like an injury bug. Yeah, and I and then, really don't like the fact that I want to admit that he may be renegated to maybe a backup running back on a team now. Yeah, it's too bad, especially getting uh, reunited with Kyle Shanahan in in uh, San Francisco. We thought he could do big things there, and he's been relatively good when he's been healthy. But he's had uh, he's had issues the last couple of years, and this was on top of Raheem Mostart was already out. I think Jeff Wilson was hurt too at the running back position, so they were this really looking forward. The Forty Niners of like what two years ago when ninety percent of their team seemed like it was on IR. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tough luck for them. Me at least. Yeah, you want to talk about the head? So. I think it was at 11.50 or 11.55 that day on Sunday. In a whim, I picked up DJ Dallas. And keep in mind, I had paid auction money to get Carlos Hyde to back up (laughs) Chris Carson. Yeah. Who were both out, and Travis Homer was rated as extremely questionable. Right. DJ Dallas was still out there, so I was like, all right, I'll throw a roster spot out for him. I have the entire <laughs> Seattle's backfield, essentially. <laughs> yeah, and you do. Whim, I go against the 49ers, mind you. I'm like, I'm going to start DJ Dallas. I have to. I have had really good luck at last-minute pickups. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had Logan Thomas, right, the other For week? Washington, yep. Yeah. I had DJ Dallas this week. Scores two touchdowns. Um, yeah. And I now have the entire entire Seattle backfield on my roster. Nice. You're so, me for the Dallas, which I have none of anymore, by the way. Right. You, you that was smart. By the yeah, you sold all your Dallas stock. <laughs> and now I've invested in Seattle. <laughs> well, they're scoring a lot of points now, uh, just like Dallas was earlier. Uh, the thirty-seven in this one. Russell Wilson with four touchdowns, and uh, he got right back on track for the uh, making his case for MVP this year. But once again, I am now down my second quarterback in our league. Right, Jimmy G. So, I don't know if, tough, tough I don't know if, our, if our competitor thinks that she uh, she actually is laughing right now. <laughs> Next up, the Steelers beat the Ravens, which was a, another fun game. 28-24 uh, to 24 was the final there. And uh, the Ravens coming off the bye looked surprisingly sloppy here. Lamar Jackson fumbled twice. Both times were inside the Steelers' 10, where they're about to score, took points off the board. And he also threw an early pick six that put them in a a bit of a hole uh, right away. Mike, we need to call them and tell them that they are our only quarterback in our our dynasty league, and he needs to stop. (laughs) Yeah, that, that hurt. It was, oh, man, it's a tough week for us in dynasty. Baker. Too. What what are you doing? <laughs> he had Baker was eight passes by a week. Thank you. No, no, they weren't on by. It might as well have been for all the fantasy points he scored. <laughs> oh, you know what? I mean, just want this noted. I did not. I went after Lamar as one of our people. I did not. Yeah, vote the rest of our quarterbacks. <laughs> um, well, and I still stand by my trade to try to get Tyler Lockett. By the way, keep trying. <laughs> We're gonna have to pay more. Uh, more than Bryce Love. Anyway, 
the Steelers didn't have to do much on offense in this game. They were and they were actually outgained in total yards, four hundred fifty-seven for Baltimore to just two hundred twenty total yards for Pittsburgh. You don't need more a lot than, of yards if you're efficient. More than double, right? Exactly. So then they had a lot of short fields uh, from turnovers, and uh, obviously got a defensive touchdown in there. And so the Steelers win this game, a big one in the AFC North, and they stay undefeated up to seven and zero. I loved a comment I saw that people wanted to put a poll out that said, which is going to happen first, a Steeler loss or a Jets win? And I went, that's tricky. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, uh, we'd have to look at their schedule. I don't know because I don't, I don't know who the Jets can beat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Correct answer is no one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you realize you and I, our final week of pick them and eliminate, are gonna have to pick the Jets against like I don't know the Green Bay Packers <laughs> or something ridiculous, or we'd be like, well, we'll just chalk up the loss now. Yeah, I would. I, I'll I'll take the Steelers losing first, um, but for now, still undefeated. And then last game, I just wanted to highlight. We already pretty much said everything that needs to be said here. The Vikings beat the Packers in Lambeau Field, twenty-eight to twenty-two. And the story was Dalvin Cook, 225 total yards. He scored all four of the Vikings touchdowns, and he had 30 rushing attempts, averaging five plus, more than five yards per carry. And they only asked Kirk Cousins to throw the ball 14 times. So that tells you the story pretty much. Um, And for fantasy people who I kept uh, being about ECH. uh, Oh, yeah, our, our poll from the beginning of the season. Cook versus Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I uh, I still stand by my decision, but definitely looking at it like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you didn't jello bet me on that one. Anything else you want to say? Final thoughts on week eight? Uh, glad it's over. <laughs> right, right with you there. Week nine's probably going to be just as brutal. Yeah, probably. There were some tricky ones to pick this week. <laughs> All right, let's get into it then. Is that copyrighted? I think you butchered it badly enough that we're good. Sweet. <laughs> week nine preview. Uh, this week, the bye weeks continue. Uh, this week, the Rams, Bengals, Eagles, and Browns have the week off. Yeah, Rams, on your bye week, don't nap and get your crap together. Second and, half of uh, the Cooper Cup coming up. Hey, he was good against the, the Dolphins. He was a bright hey, that's spot. That's great. He still didn't have a touchdown. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> touchdown would have made things very tight in uh, in our matchup, which we'll you get gotta to. you got to give our, a... our matchup and fantasy credit. It was a lot tighter than even without that than we thought. Oh, yeah. It was. It was. Because I was originally, the projections had me favored by 20 points, and I think I ended up winning by seven. So a touchdown from Cup would have swung it almost, depending on how far out. Uh, But yeah, getting into week nine, the Thursday night matchup looked a lot juicier before some of these injuries that happened. But the Packers sitting at five and two. What? I don't like the way you said that. This matchup is just oozing with potential. <laughs> there we go. I was hoping you'd catch on. <laughs> um, Packers are 5-2 and two after that stunning loss to the Vikings. Uh, 49ers are 4-4 four and four after losing to Seattle and losing <laughs> half their playmakers. Uh, so, yeah, Jimmy G and Kittle will be out for this game. But it doesn't matter. Just give Mullins the football and have him run, and the defense can't tackle him. So there's a formula here. Right, yeah. The what was already probably going to be a run-heavy game plan will become even more so uh, because, yeah, like we just talked about what Cook did to the Packers last week, what the, these same 49ers, well, not the same 49ers because no Raheem Mostert, but what he did to them in the NFC Championship game last year, put up 200-plus rushing yards. Just, you know, Brandon Ayuk on, on a jet sweep and he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll hey, see. I it's going to be interesting. Formula. Just listen. Oh, I'm sure they're listening. Kyle Shanahan's a big fan, I hear. Yeah, Mike Pettin, watching you. So, I am picking the Packers, but uh, and the injuries on the 49ers side help, of course. But I, they, I don't know how. I don't know if they can stop the run, even if they know it's going to be a run, which they did against Dalvin Cook a lot of the times. <laughs> they just couldn't stop it. 
I have the same sort of feeling going on here that um, I have Green Bay as well, just because these injuries to to the 49ers are all in key critical positions. Right. But it's going to be Green Bay's offense versus San Francisco's defense, and I have to get to Green Bay's offense. Yeah. If the Although Fire- there's there's an interesting situation going on with Green Bay's offense too with uh, – uh, Aaron Jones is still hurt, and we don't know if he's going to be available. And AJ we do know Dillon they're not. AJ Dillon's on the COVID list, as is Jamal Williams, their other backup running back. Um, so we don't know who's going to play running back for the Packers in this game right now. Randall Cobb. Uh, he's probably looking to jump ship from the Texans. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I absolutely would. <laughs> Well, actually, I, I think if I was being paid millions of dollars, I'd, I'd be fine with whatever. With Bill O'Brien gone, I feel a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but still, all that said, taking the Packers. Moving into the Sunday games. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. In a game that nobody, literally nobody cares about. The 1-7 and seven Giants are taking <laughs> on the 2-5 and five Washington football team. I don't know what to think here. The Giants actually gave Tampa a run for their money last or yeah, on Monday Night Football this past week. Uh, that defense, I think, is a little bit tougher than maybe they're getting credit for, but Daniel Jones has just been an absolute turnover machine that hasn't gotten better in year yeah, two. He's, he's in competition with Kirk Cousins. And Carson Wentz. They're all they're all up there in the lead lead league league leaders of turnovers. There you go. There you go. I had faith. There you go. Took a second. Uh so just because of how close the Giants came to the upset against Tampa Bay, I'm going to take the Giants to win this game. I'm going with Washington. Yeah, don't blame you. Uh, I feel like Washington is a more cohesive team at this point. Not saying that they're a better team. They're just more cohesive. Both sides are working in a little bit better rhythm. Although the Giants' defense was really good against, against Tampa Bay. They were a much tighter man team. They really made the receivers fight for every possession. If you're going off of one side of the football, the Giants have it on defense. But that Washington team, if they can force turnovers and give themselves shorter fields to work with, I feel like they just might have an advantage. Yeah, that's a good call. Look for uh, Chase Young to have a big game here, potentially, the way Daniel Jones fumbles every time he gets sacked. (laughs) Defensive rookie of the year. Bears at Titans. Bears oh, are five and three. Titans five and two. Both of these teams are on two game losing streaks after really strong starts. I'm gonna say a controversial statement if you're if you'll allow me. I don't care if you'll allow me, I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah, okay, go ahead. It's time to go back to Mitchell Trubitsky. Oh my god. You did not just say that. <laughs> if you look at the biggest thing that happens, Trubitsky and Foles can both throw interceptions and turn the ball over. That they're both good at. Very good. But there's a critical thing that Mitchell Trubisky has over Nick Foles. Mobility? Exactly. Yeah. His ability to improvise and get out of the pocket and use his legs. Right now, with that offensive line for Chicago, that is what they need at quarterback. And I felt bad. Can you imagine being Mitchell Trubisky standing on that sideline and getting teased by going in for a couple of plays. Yeah. <laughs> and watching the team flounder. Like, if I'm the coach, I would have thought, if the game's gone, the game's gone. I might as well try. But you can't be stubborn right now. Yes, you benched Mitchell, but you know what? Maybe it was a blessing for him. Maybe that ignites a spark. And remember, what you remember the Bears' record when he got benched? I think they were three and one or something at the time they were three and oh three and oh that's right and look at what happened they've gone two and three in the ensuing i don't know all right it's an interesting point i don't know Uh, Foles hasn't been super impressive that's for sure he's not a starting quarterback Um, on the Titans side i don't know what's going on with i didn't get a chance to watch that cincinnati game yet i don't know how they lost that game but they lost it convincingly i think it was 31 to 20 um I will say this, it doesn't happen twice. Well, no, it won't, because they only play the Bengals once this year. Well, no, I meant like they're not gonna lose. <laughs> you know I know they've lost back to back games. Okay, it won't happen a third time. It won't happen three times next week. It won't happen four times. No, I'm just kidding. I agree with you. I'm taking the Titans. I got Tennessee. I the mean Bears are frauds. 
Wow. <laughs> I'm so mad at the Bears. I forget why. Oh, yeah, because of fantasy last week. <laughs> we're, we're beefing. It's time to go back to Mitch. I'm calling it now. Okay. I like it. Lions uh, and Vikings. Yeah, and Bears. Oh, my. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one should be on paper. It looks good. Watching it, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I will not. I would not watch this game with a, I with feel a ten-foot like pole if that makes any sense. Way, like between the Eagles and Cowboys, on paper this looks okay or crappy or terrible, and it winds up being a lot better than you think it will. Well, could be a lot of points scored. I don't um, know what to think. The Lions are are underperforming. Matt Stafford is not looking as good as, as we would have expected. Uh, they just lost Kenny Galladay again to a hip injury. So he's down a receiving target. Uh, Vikings obviously coming off that surprise win in green Bay. Their formula is clear. It's Dalvin cook time. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something funny to say. I got nothing. How about this? You talk about let Russ cook. How about let Dalvin cook? You know, I didn't want that's to his name. Get it. <laughs> Did not okay, want to go so the you, obvious route. So you got it. Okay. That's what I do. Um, I got Minnesota. I'm taking Detroit. Really? I don't know why. For my fantasy purposes, I hope you're right. <laughs> I, I hope you're right because I need Adam Thielen to have a big game. But yeah, I'm taking the, the Lions. Uh, uh, we don't Panthers really have to talk Ch- about the next game? No, not really. Panthers at Chiefs. Taking the Chiefs. Kansas City. Uh, Texans at Jags, both teams one and six. <laughs> I will say, uh, this involves one of my uh, eliminator picks. Oh, are you? Uh, you believe in Jake Jake Luton <laughs> for Jacksonville? Yeah. So yeah, Minshew. Uh, it was revealed on the bye week that he's actually been playing with a broken thumb the last couple weeks, which could explain some of his issues that he's had. Um, and I'm so I'm not quite clear if he's injured and that's why he's not playing or if he's actually getting benched but either way i think they've already announced that he will be inactive for this game and they're going to turn the ball over either to the way, rookie like, all the stats aside you're playing and throwing a football with a broken thumb right that sounds not ideal <laughs> mike you stub your toe on a lincoln log and you cry for five minutes <laughs> hey, we are babies on this podcast right isn't that what you said at the beginning <laughs> i did no, you said the podcast is in its infancy. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Taking the Texans. Yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville. You're taking Jacksonville? And they're yeah. your eliminator pick? Yes. And for my uh, my pigs can pick them. Wow. All right. This is my chance to catch up. <laughs> I, I just have not. The Texans, I just haven't seen it. So you're taking Jake Luton over Deshaun Watson. I'm taking the Jacksonville team over the Texans team. I and we're not picking drafting players because of course I'd be taking Deshaun Watson. All right, but I don't have faith in this Texan team. Sure, I mean, yeah, I don't either. I'm just picking against the rookie quarterback. So, but you're right. The Texans have done nothing hey, to inspire I will confidence. Say this. If there was a year to pick rookie quarterbacks, though, come on now, this would be the year. All right, all right, I'll give you that. I'm still taking Tennessee. Uh, not Tennessee. Yeah, no, Mike, Mike. Mike, that was the last. Mike, Mike, that was the last game. It's like three games ago. Oh, where's my head? All right, that's a full <laughs> pick. Got a couple of good ones here. Uh, Ravens at five and two take on the also five and two Colts. Colts are a tough defense, but Lamar Jackson will be looking to bounce back from all his turnovers last week. I think they're coming back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. And that Baltimore defense against the INT prone Philip Rivers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, I have to go with the Ravens all sides of the ball. Yep, agreed. Uh next up we got the six and one Seahawks taking on the six and two Bills. This should be pretty interesting. I think this game's gonna be good. I think it's a battle of offenses. Yeah, Josh yeah. Allen got off to a really hot start. A uh, couple of rough weeks in a row now, but uh, part of that was weather-related, I think, this past week. But they look to get back on track. And then, uh, especially against the Seahawks' defense that let uh, Nick Mullins throw for 
200 yards and two touchdowns just in the fourth quarter after Jimmy G got hurt last week. So should be an entertaining game. Let's see. I have him on my list here somewhere. Oh, I have Seattle still. Yeah, me too. Russell Wilson's unstoppable. Yep. The question becomes, is it going to be Metcalf this week or Lockett? Right. They're kind of taking turns, right? So last of course, week, was Metcalf, of course, it was Lockett when I played against him in fantasy. So <laughs> <laughs> look who I'm facing this week, and that's who it's going to be. Just wait. Who are you facing this week, Metcalf? I don't know. Well, well yeah, probably. Week. I don't know. I need to look. I'm playing Nick this week, so I'm screwed either way. <laughs> I wish you the best. Thanks. And rounding out the noon slate of games, got your three and four Broncos taking on the two and six Falcons coming off that upset of Carolina. You know what? It's obvious at this point. You know who I'm taking. Denver. You got it. I had a really hard time picking this one because the Falcons at home play a lot better, especially on the offensive side in that dome well, stadium. Look, as of the last time I, I saw the stats, Matt Ryan is actually leading the league in passing yards. Nice. Yeah, he's having he's playing well. This They're another team who can blame most of their issues on the defense. Now that Julio Jones is healthy again, Although they did lose Calvin Ridley this past week, which, well, I, I don't know if we know yet if he'll play in week nine or, yeah, week nine. But, like, the offense, like you said, is doing well, but just the defense can't keep them in the game. You know, your offense is great and all to put you in the lead, but your defense has to keep you there. Right. Yep. And yep. their defense and, just can't. Yep. I agree with all that. Broncos seem like the more complete team right now, offense and defense. So I'm taking Denver. Ah, uh, well, that 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 makes me feel good, Mike. You're, you're, I'm well, jumping welcome. ship. The char- charges are done. I'm going to go <laughs> buy a Broncos hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sunday afternoon. Uh, oh, speaking of speaking of the Chargers, they're taking on their division foe, the Raiders, this week uh, in L.A. Well, I don't know, man. The Chargers. How, how big of a lead would you be comfortable? Would it take <laughs> for you to be comfortable with the Chargers winning a game? Let's say it's the end of the third quarter. How much would they have to be up by for you to be confident 16. in them closing it out? Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> well, you said by leading more by more by seventeen points or more, right? That is yeah, that's what the record they're well, on like pace. Three. To break. They need to be up by a field goal, apparently, and they can win it. I don't know. Really yeah, more I, than twenty four points. I have very little confidence at this point. Oh, especially I uh, forgot to mention they just traded away uh Desmond King, he's an all-pro cornerback. Uh, but the trade deadline is, well, later this afternoon as we're recording, but uh, this trade went through yesterday. Uh, they traded Desmond King. Desmond Trufon. Wait, That's so- a guy. <laughs> that is <laughs> a guy. Uh, yeah, Desmond King, their cornerback, who is, uh, who's all-pro. Hey, how's uh, that traded- James guy doing? Well... I doubt he's watching his Chargers anymore at this point. Probably <laughs> just living large and staying in his, staying home and uh, probably just enjoying himself. It's like next year, next year, this team will be good. Pick the Chargers for for sleeper picks two years in a row. I'm going to personally come down there and smack you. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like this is just a one-year pick, and no matter how much promise they show right now, I, I no longer have confidence in them this year. And neither do they. Apparently, they sold or they they sold King. No, they traded King. <laughs> I think I you get sell a player, but that's fine for, for just a sixth round pick well, in return. I mean, remember, a team is paying money to get somebody, right? So I guess you I could say know. sports athletes are just commodities. I don't want to get into a, a deep ethical discussion here about sports athletes and the <laughs> team owners, uh, but yeah, you're not wrong. Anyway, the, but the point is, the reason I bring that up is because they're he's a guy who is on the last year of his contract. Uh, they're looking to the future, I guess. Maybe they already weren't planning to re-sign him, so at least they get something in exchange. They traded him to Tennessee, by the way, so that gives their defense a boost. Oh, yeah, because um, Beasley's doing so much. <laughs> anyway, all this to say, I'm taking the Chargers. I don't know why, but... They're at home. They've got to be angry. For breakfast? <laughs> no more than I usually have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the Raiders on this one. I mean, I, I can't I can't back the Chargers. Joey Bosa has a concussion. He might not play. What am I doing? Why do I have the Chargers? That must have been a mistake. 
But no, I'm sticking with it. Herbert has a big game. The Raiders aren't that good. I had an extra serving of stupid today. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> you know what? I have to. I have to applaud you. I mean, look at look at last week. We we stuck with our guts, even though I was not confident. With and again, uh, I am not confident, but I'll, I'll do it. I feel like that's been out of nine weeks. This will be. I feel like seven of those weeks you have not been confident in picking your Chargers. <laughs> Well, only two of them, I would have been right. I don't and know if I picked them. Two of those, we would have been correct. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Tua something, the Dolphins are our next game on the docket here, and they play against my other sleeper team, the Cardinals, in a game that I am also more nervous about than I would have been a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, Arizona does come off the bye week. They're coming off the bye. They're at home. Uh, Kenyon Drake is out for this game, but that's okay. Chase Edmonds looks like a stud. It's going to be interesting to see these Dolphins to a second start. How well is this defense going to travel and play on the road against Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins? I think this will be a competitive game. I'll say that, but I am still taking the Cardinals. I'm going with the Dolphins on this one. Yeah, I don't blame you. They are uh, quickly becoming an actually exciting team. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the last... Murray, I feel like oh, the Dolphins going. have just continued to grow. And yet, while the Cardinals have the better record, it, it seems like their losses have come against like weird matchups. Yeah, you're right. They lost to Detroit, which I think was also a home game for them. And uh, I forget the other one right now off the top of my head. You know, a loss against Detroit, let's be real now. It doesn't get much lower than that. <laughs> as I say that, as I pick them to win this week. Uh, then the last game here of the afternoon slate is the Steelers at seven and zero against your Cowboys at two and six. Well, look at that! Uh, all of our, except for your Broncos, <laughs> all of our sleeper teams are playing Sunday afternoon. Um, My Broncos are cooler. I'm taking the Steelers here. I mean, is it really a contest? No, it's it's not, and it's not this going to be, especially especially if Ben DiNucci starts again. I don't even have that much more faith within within Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, me either. I don't think it matters. They they need Dak back. <laughs> yep. Then Sunday night football, man, this is going to be a good one. Well, we thought it was going to be a good one. In the last matchup, what was this week one? Yeah, it was. It was week one. Um, but you know, Saints at Bucks. Tom Brady, in theory, more acclimated with his. Uh, new teammates, although it didn't look like it on Monday night against the Giants. And then they're going up against Drew Brees, who still has not had Michael Thomas since week one. We'll see if this is the week he comes back from, I think, ankle and hamstring injuries at this point. As long as he doesn't punch a teammate, you're fine. <laughs> yep. Speaking of punching teammates, I just I know this oh, is yeah. 50 Bears. things we talked about. What the hell was that about? <laughs> Javon Wims. Just that was the guy. That was the most random thing I've ever seen. He said, people look on his face though of like, wait, what just happened? Right. The guy he hit, the the Saints cornerback. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like, wait, is this happening? That was the best reaction. He just stood there and looked at him. He's like, dude, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then he did it again. Like he said, I think he said after the game that the, the guy had spit on him earlier or spit on somebody else on the Bears. And, I don't know, like a couple plays before because that. He doesn't even cover in wins. Right, right. It made zero sense. Man to man on the outside corner. He went ran ran the route, the pass was incomplete, walked over to him and then just decked him. <laughs> and I was like, it was different. No, he didn't like, he didn't even deck him. He it looked like a slap, to be honest. It was really bizarre. <laughs> like, what is the thought process? Again, every time I see it, why would you hit someone in the face who is wearing a helmet? You're wearing armor, and you're going to break your hand. Like it's not like he was covering you. Like I could see if maybe right. he thought he got a little handsy, and it was like, all right, let's tussle. He wasn't even responsible for covering him. <laughs> at least the famous uh, Andre Johnson Cortland Finnegan fight. At least he ripped off his helmet and then went for the punch. That makes sense. <laughs> Do it right. <laughs> Don't punch a guy who's wearing a helmet. Or you know what? Maybe take him and beat him with his own helmet. Pull Miles Garrett. <laughs> There you go. See, there's a lot of ways to do it without hurting yourself. <laughs> anyway. I don't understand that one at all, dude. That there's, was one that, of the most bizarre things I've ever watched. It's, his reaction was hilarious, too. We just stood there and they stared had the at same him. reaction, like, wait, is this happening? 
Anyway, the Bears guy, Javon Wims, got a two-game suspension that he's appealing. I don't know how you appeal that, but good luck. Right. I mean, you could try, but you walked over and decked a guy that had nothing to do with you. Ergo. Yeah, so anyway, all that said. Bucks. <laughs> I'm taking the Bucks. yeah. I'm taking the Saints in this one. Hmm. I could see it go either way. Both of these teams have looked uh, not as not their best, I'll say. Uh, and I think it's going to be really fun on primetime. Breeze, um, Brady. Can't wait. And Brown. Who? Antonio Brown. No, not. Oh, is he eligible this week? I believe so. You're right. Week nine. Interesting. I wonder if he will play. That's a good call out. I Especially hope so. Though. With Chris Godwin being questionable. Yeah, yeah. What does he have? A broken finger? I made the joke uh, so much for us questioning Brady's arm strength if he's still breaking his receiver's fingers, throwing it so hard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good. Almost proud of you. Thanks. Almost thanks. Almost and uh, let's just pretend that's the last game of the week because Monday night's <laughs> matchup <laughs> Patriots at so Jets. hard to pick somebody for. Like it it is. You know what? You know what? I'm going to do it. Mike, do I dare I, you. Do, do it. it. Do I have your permission? Yes, do it. I'm taking the Jets in my Oh, life. my God. Nice. <laughs> and I'm actually, I'm going to commit this much. I'm going to switch. I picked New Orleans for my pigskin pick them or New England. Uh-huh. I'm just going to go on on the, on the Jets. <laughs> Very good. I'm proud of you. I don't have the guts, despite the fact that New England looks god awful and they have. Nobody left in their receiving core, and Cam and Newton. Did you see the comment when Bill Belichick was asked about the Jets this year? I don't know if he was being sarcastic, but he made the comment that, well, they're better than last year. And I was like, didn't they win games by this point last year? <laughs> well, last year, I think they got off to actually a similar start and actually won like six or seven games at like almost in a row to close out the season. So maybe they. <laughs> I don't know. You don't see any signs of life over there in New York, though. Either um, team in New York. All right, I've I've officially officially switched it. Now, if, if I win this, I will look like a genius. But I also yeah. feel good that this just gets the Jets out of my pick way now. <laughs> um, I don't feel confident either team. Newton is not up to par. Albeit, this receiving core for New England is probably one of the worst it's ever been. Well, it was bad at the beginning of the season, and then it got banged up. No Julian Edelman, no Nikhil Harry. I don't know, man. Newton himself has been making some weird decisions and <laughs> really bad turnovers. Um, uh, I'm still taking the Patriots. I I can't do it. I'm not. I can't pick the Jets. I, I'm I'm in on the Jets with okay. the least amount of confidence of any pick I've ever made. And then I forgot to mention my my eliminator pick is Houston beating Jacksonville. Oh, man, that would have been a really good matchup for us. It would have been fun with us on the opposite sides of that one. But um, All right. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll hate watch that game. <laughs> Patriots-Jets. Hate watch. Yeah, I love how – I love – you know, and this is just to tell people, I feel like the hardest thing about what we do with this is forcing ourselves for, for analytical purposes, watching these games, but keeping the emotions in check. Oh, I can tell you right now, I, I do not do a good job keeping the emotions in check. <laughs> um, but you're like, right. If there's you know, football like, on the TV, we're going to watch it. You know, like, we, I don't want to watch Jets and Patriots. Like, there's <laughs> nothing about that game that entertains me in the slightest bit. But it's like we do a show evolving football. Right. So it's pressuring you to watch. But at the same time, it's like, I guess now I at least have something invested in it. Watching the Jets get handed. <laughs> and that's what makes uh to segue us that's what makes uh fantasy football amplify the nfl fan experience too because you can find a reason to watch almost any game and that takes us into the fantasy corner cue the theme music <laughs> so i i don't think we did our fan duel yet this week so the main thing to talk about here is our our week eight our head-to-head highly anticipated matchup I beat um, you, and you beat me. I guess on the week as a whole, you you got me two to one because you beat me in FanDuel, and you your Broncos beat my Chargers. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, but 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 in the league, I am now five and three, and you are now four and four. Yeah, and I have much bigger issues at hand than you do. Well, half <laughs> my team's on by this week, but let's talk. Oh, let's so recap our matchup really quick. Week, really? What? I wish I faced you this week then. Yeah. <laughs> whoever uh, whoever made the schedule did a good job. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you noticed. I've never used the smack talk trait, but I smack talked you. Did you? <laughs> I just saw you suck. Nice. <laughs> wow, what a terrible app. It didn't even notify me. Anyway. I think we need to talk to the commissioner. Uh, yeah, our, our matchup. Let's see. The it's totals. How I outpaced you in so much and still lost. Yeah, just looking down the list, you had Matt Stafford, a quarterback, put up 22 fantasy points compared to Carson Wentz, eight. Pretty sure he was negative for a while with those four turnovers. Um, but what, <laughs> what really sank me was Jimmy G getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, he ended up with just one point, one point seven. Um, and yeah, because in total, you only I only beat you by less than eight points, seven point seven, I think. Yep. So. And I don't understand Philadelphia's script of Boston Scott. They were up. Why weren't they running the damn ball? Well, and he was so good. He was averaging like six yards a carry. And they, they just, just kept stopped. They just kept putting the ball in Wentz's hand. And he kept turning it over. I don't it was baffling. And you know, I was I was happy they were throwing. And then he would turn it over again. I'd be like, no, <laughs> but don't give it to Boston Scott. I either. Know, if you didn't have those two interceptions, you would have like at least matched. Cooper Cup's point value of at least 16, 17 fantasy points. Right. Because that was, I think, neither of us had anybody in the Monday night game. So it all came down to that Sunday night. Uh, Wentz on my side and you with Boston Scott and also Greg Ward. That's what I was hoping. Like, if he's going to throw the ball, at least throw it to Greg Ward so I right. get points too. <laughs> I was secretly hoping for, like, a weird, like, jet sweep motion run with Greg Ward so that Carson right. Wentz didn't get the points, but yet yeah. he yardage and a touchdown. <laughs> He did have. He threw that pass to Wentz. Oh yeah, yeah. They did like a like a Philly yeah, sweet, special flea flicker. Play. Yeah, yeah. It was like a Philly special where Wentz was out to pass. And I texted you like, never thought I'd say this, but why didn't Ward throw it to Wentz? He was wide open. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Anyway, it was uh, a very it was close, and it, I was nervous heading into that game because I got some absolute duds from <laughs> Hunt. Hunter Harrison Bryant, the Browns tight end that I picked up. Mark Andrews didn't fare much better. Let's be honest. That was I can't believe I'm saying those words. Yeah, that's true. Um, but oh, I'm pulling up my roster now. Oh, this is not good. Both our defenses scored a whopping three points. So, are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia, L.A., and the Browns all being on by means I'm out. Boston Scott, Cooper Cup, Greg Ward, and my only defense. And now Jimmy G is out. <laughs> Holy hell, I have a lot of roster reconstruction going on. Yeah, same here. I'm I'm down uh Mixon, Hunt, Wentz. Um however, I, already, yeah. I know this is gonna take some time for you to think about, but uh I do have I am tight end of plenty on my side. I've been thinking about that. I've had my eye on Dallas Goddard, honestly, the last couple of weeks, uh knowing he was coming off of IR soon, and then obviously he played in this Sunday's game. So I'd be willing to throw a couple of uh, tight ends at you because I need I need a wide receiver. All right, we could talk. We talk, okay. Off the air because I need time to to think. But uh, if we work something out, we'll definitely discuss it next time. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Any final thoughts? Nope. Like you said, thankful week eight is over. Looking forward to week nine so we can do it all over again. I think there's a great uh, Michael Scott from The Office uh, gif where he says, I'm ready to get hurt again. Let's do it. (laughs) No, that's the one I send you daily. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like, yep, I'm ready to get hurt again. Let's do it. And that's how I feel about NFL Week 9. That's just how I feel about football. (laughs) All right. Well, 2M Nation, I wish you all the best of luck this week in your sports and for your teams. Thanks for joining us, as always. Mike, I guess I will uh, try to kick your ass on the gridiron, but I wish you well in your in your matchups this week, except in our FanDuel. As always. And, of course, I don't, by the way. don't have my uh, timeline set in stone yet on the Jello bet payout, but 
when I do make that happen, we will, of course, tweet it. And I think our old YouTube channel is still active, so we can post it there, too. It will be on there. Trust me. The Internet's going to remember forever. All right. We'll talk. (laughs) See you guys next time. Bye, guys. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode. Oh, thank God. I really have to piss. All right.